gentleman is a comedian, a radio show host, and a bunch of other things, man. A very good man. He's coming to CenturyLink Arena on Saturday, July 27th, 8 p.m. Tickets available at CenturyLinkArenaBoise.com if you want to go check him out. His name is Dennis Miller. He joins us on the show right now. How are you, sir, this morning? Young kid with a dream. <laughs> we are hanging in there. Uh, you are one of these radio guys like us, man. How is our business treating you, my friend? I'm uh, six years and three months in, man. I dig it. It's the same stuff I used to tell a shrink for 250 bucks an hour. Now I get paid. <laughs> it is very therapeutic <laughs> at times, isn't it? Well, I do find it therapeutic. I, I get mine out of early in the day. Uh, you know, I do my show early. It doesn't play early everywhere, but I do it early. Yeah, I, I enjoy the radio. I don't know. Do you dig it? I dig it. At first, I didn't know when people said, you got to talk three hours a day. So you're kidding me. How does anybody do that? But... After a while, when you learn the breaks and all that and the rhythm of it, I, I find it kind of, uh, yeah, I find it a great gig. Is, is it a great place for you to uh, to expunge a lot of stuff uh, to get out for your stand-up comedy? Yeah, because in the stream of consciousness that occurs over the, I think three hours breaks down to maybe 100 minutes, but you're talking 100 minutes a day. Yeah, I usually have a little tape recorder there, and if something sounds, uh, you know, stream of consciousness comes out, I'll, uh, I'll you know, work on it. Uh, like today we were talking about uh, coming up, uh, somebody called who was heavily Catholic, and I was uh, thinking of the idea of gluten-free body of Christ for the communion ceremony. I thought, well, that'll be a good joke. So I wrote that down. So I don't know what the joke is yet, but gluten-free body of Christ makes me laugh. There you go. And, you know, you are coming to Boise on the uh, the 27th of next month at Century Lake Arena. You can grab your tickets at Ticketfly.com. Does, this, uh, does your schedule allow you to kind of be able to do your stand-up across the country a lot, or do you have to kind of pick and choose your points? Well, I go out in three phases. I go out with O'Reilly on the Boulder Fresher Tour, and those are a blast, and that's like big-time show business because O'Reilly's huge. And then I go out with my two friends, Dana and Kevin Nealon, this year. We're starting that. We're doing these uh, SNL tours, Carvey and Nealon and I. So I'm maybe doing five or six of those a year. And then I go out solo, and, you know, solo's a little was lonely out on the road, so I don't do as many of them. But obviously the road's easier than it was when you know, I was doing 70 nights in a row for 250 bucks a week when you're starting out. You know exactly, exactly. And do you do you like? I know you, the talk show leans on the political side of things, but you cover all sorts of subjects. Do you kind of like separate that up in the three different tours you go into as well, or do you just go crazy? Um, you know what the the show is. Um I almost wish sometimes it was more political, but I can't be. I can only be, you know, you can't really feign it. Uh, I have my beliefs, and they're sort of all over the map, so I displease some people on one and displease others. You know, some of these guys just throw up a unified front, and they have people who stay in there. I think in the radio business they call it uh, P1s or something, but, right. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, I do have a scattershot approach. All I know is what works for me and the ability to do it every day is a bit of a hodgepodge, a potpourri, a little sports, a little music, a little food, a little what did I do last night, a little what's happening in the news, a little uh, politics. So um, that's the only prescription I can follow. I don't know if I could do it if I had to do the, the entire thing. As far as the road goes, now nah, my road uh, shows sort of me. Uh, obviously, half of it, I just try to flat out get uh, laughs in general, and half of it, I usually try to take the events of the day and get laughs. This is the part of the interview that I like to call the Big J ass-kiss moment. Look at Jay sidling up and about the pucker the derriere. Go ahead. Uh, probably my favorite part of, of Monday Day Football was the two seasons that you spent in the booth. <laughs> Well, you're the one. I'm the Listen, one. I knew I was along for the planet. I remember once 
Do you have a, you're on a seven second delay, aren't you? Sure. I remember one time we were doing. Uh, and listen, Al and I are great friends, but I do remember thinking, I don't know if I'm an ill fit for this because I used to just try to make Al laugh all the time, and what made him laugh was the weird references. So I remember we were doing a game in uh, Minnesota one night, and it's so loud in that dome, and Chris Carter hurts his ankle, and they show a tight shot of him on the sideline. We're on live of them wrapping his ankle in an ace bandage, and I say, Al, you know, I haven't seen that much fabric use since the environmental artist Christo wrapped the Pont Neuf Bridge in Paris. And I remember Al hit his sneeze button, which cuts his voice out to the home viewer, and he said, the f*** are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Olmeyer, our producer's down in the truck, and he fancies himself an art aficionado, and in my earphones I actually hear Olmeyer say, no, Al, Christo, environmental artist, solid reference, that's a solid reference, boys. Okay, third and six. <laughs> Uh, that was great. That was our favorite part about it, man. I would love to pick up your references that you would make on Monday Night Football. It had to be part of the fun of doing the game as well, I imagine. Yeah, some guy from Encyclopedia Britannica would do something the next day called the Annotated Miller, where he would break them down. It was kind of funny. He would review them the next day and explain them and do a glossary of terms. And listen, um, when Madden wanted that job, I knew we were gone. We had been picked up for a third year, Fouts and I, but I called him up in Oregon. I said, man, we're dead sometime this afternoon. He said, why is that? We just signed. And I said, I don't care the fat man wants the gig and we're gone. And you know something? It makes sense. I would have whacked me too for John Madden. If I'm ever in uh, L.A. on any given night and I want to stop in the improv and do some jokes and he's on stage, they better haul his off, the gas off too. That's the way the world works. <laughs> it makes sense, man. And, of course, you know, you are busy doing your show and your podcast all the time as well. And uh, I imagine uh, as far as current event goes, no, no lack of material there, huh? Well, it's a little sad. Listen, I don't have any deep mystical thing with Barack Obama. I don't care where he was born or all that stuff that people go off on. I think he's crap as president. I think it's a crappy, it's a crappy job he's doing. I'm, a, I'm allowed to say that as a citizen. I don't have any axe to grind with a cat. I don't. You know, they'll tell me eight reasons I dislike him. None of them are it. I watch the job he's doing, and he's crap. It's like watching a bad coach in the NFL. I could only watch Kevin Gilbride so much, too, before I said, this guy's crap at being a head coach. He's a coordinator. I don't care what Obama you know, is, is about uh, on some deep level. None of that matters to me. I show him, I watch him show up to the job, and it stinks right now. You know, uh, big fan of the the HBO show too. Back in the day, the Dennis Miller show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that you do, and you still, you've done some hour long stand ups with those guys as well. How is that relationship these days? Still solid? Yeah, I've done. I think after Carlin, that I'm in second place. Eh, I think Robert Klein did one more and moved ahead of me. So listen, if you ever told me when I was starting out that I'd have the third third most one hour specials in the history of HBO, I would have told you that's absolutely crazy. But uh, I think I'm tight with HBO. I just did one a few years ago, and uh, or a couple years ago. I think I got another one in my head coming up, and we'll see. We'll find out. But I don't know if that's the way of the world. This, you know, Louis laying out a new way that you do it, where you do podcast specials and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'll look into it. But I think I'm good with HBO. I mean, 215 episodes. We won five Emmys over there, so they were good for me, and I, I think I was good for them. Hell yeah! You know, you do a lot of uh, interviews on all sorts of subjects on the podcast. Is there a particular particular subject you enjoy talking to and just kind of shooting the crap with over time? Nah, retirement, man. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I reach a certain point. I'm going to see some of the world. I've been working my whole life. I'm 59 now, and I can see I live in a country where working hard is kind of bad form. 
So I get it. I've got a certain sum I want to get in my head, and then I want to go see the pyramids and stuff, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you. You want to get off the pebble never seeing anything? Oh, I'm always in a room with fluorescent lighting telling jokes. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I just that, that's my thought at this point. Well, uh, Boise is going to open you with uh, open arms. Welcome you with open arms on July 27th. It's going to be great. Yeah, well, listen, I don't want them to think I'll be falling in. I bust my ass to the moment I don't bust my ass. But I'm just saying, I dare you to look around America right now and tell me busting your ass is the coin of the realm. I don't think so, man. You know, I mean, you got Nancy Pelosi saying, listen, if you're in your early 20s and you don't have your dream gig, get out and learn to play an instrument. I know the pooch is screwed. She never shuts up. It's just occasionally we have to hood her like a falcon so we can get some sleep at night. Pelosi's in more over her head than a gay dwarf hitting on Shaq. <laughs> Very nice. There will be more of that on the 27th of next month. Of that, I am certain. Dennis, hey, thank you for time. I know you're busy, buddy. You take Thanks care for your time, boys.